podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. Concordant with the female holistic health apothecary, today we're going to talk about aspartame. Oh, man, I remember aspartame. Back in the day, there was a scientist by the name of Olney. I can't remember his first name, but he did a lot of studies in the 60s about aspartame. So aspartame was originally invented as an anti-ulcer drug, and... Cyril, a pharmaceutical company, bought aspartame, and the pharmaceutical CEO of Cyril was Donald Rumsfeld. Yes, that Donald Rumsfeld. It was only did a lot of studies on aspartame showing that it was actually bad for us, and it, it causes seizures in rats and tumors in rats and all these problems. And so the USDA was not, I should say the FDA, my apologies, the FDA was not keen on getting aspartame approved for human usage and put in foods. That changed in 1980 when Reagan became president. So what he did was the FDA chief at the time was not a fan of aspartame. But think about the money that could be made at this time. Because even in the 70s, people were drinking tab. They were concerned about their weight, especially women. So they knew there was a cash cow to be made if you could introduce a sugar substitute that had zero calories. And so a lot of things lined up. Reagan fired the FDA chief who was against aspartame, brought in one that was supportive of it, and then it got approved. Aspartame got approved, and eventually Rumsfeld you know, became very active. Uh, he was already active in government, but then he became very active under Baby Bush's regime 20 years later. And then eventually uh, aspartame was sold to Monsanto. Monsanto, I think, right now controls aspartame. And the rest is history. So we've had aspartame in the food supply for 40 years. I remember as a kid just... You know, back then we, we thought fat made you fat and it wasn't carbs that made you fat or sugar. That was the whole Ansel Keys deception. So back in the day, in the 80s, it was all skim milk, fat-free puddings, fat-free jello, fat-free yogurts, right? It was, I remember Intermins used to make pastries and they literally had a fat-free pastries. And I would consume all these things because my parents... They didn't know any better. They didn't know the research. There was no internet at the time. And you just believe what people tell you, right? I remember Dairy Queen. I was a big fan of Blizzards. At some point, they had The Breeze, which was aspartame-laden ice cream that you could buy. And so I ingested tons of that. So, I mean, I, and not to mention Diet Cokes growing up, I ingested tons of aspartame as a kid. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a new study out of Texas. Aspartame increases chance of autism in boys. Now, what do we know about autism? Depending on the studies, the last few years, about 1 in 20 boys born will be diagnosed somewhere on the spectrum. Now, why is this? The first thing that we automatically think is the vaccines. This goes back to Wakefield, the scientist, the British scientist, about 20 years ago, said there was a link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Of course, he got 
lambasted and excoriated for that. There was some sketchy stuff in his science. Some would say that the science was good, but he brought up a, a thing that could not be brought up. And so they had to burn him down. Others would say it was legitimate what, what they did to bring him down because he was a fraud. I don't know. You know, I haven't done the deep work in that. But if you think of the Simpson Wood Conference that was done by the CDC this about 20 years ago, they had a big conference and it was supposed to be in secrecy. And out of, out of that conference came a lot of like white papers about the links that vaccines have with different neurological problems. I don't know. But either way, let's just get to the study. here. We're going to go old school. Old school when it was uh, holistic health uh, news. Drinking diet soda during pregnancy linked to autism. A new study led by researchers at UT Health San Antonio has found a link between boys diagnosed with autism and their mothers drinking diet soda or a comparable amount of the artificial sweetener aspartame on a daily basis while pregnant or breastfeeding. Not, no significantly significant link was found in girls born to mothers who consume such products daily. The case control study found that boys diagnosed with autism were more than three times as likely as neurotypically developing boys to have been born to mothers who reported to have consumed one or more diet sodas per day or comparable amounts of aspartame while pregnant or breastfeeding. These associations, however, don't prove a relationship between cause and effect. Researchers were careful to note. Yes, of course, because they don't want Coke and Pepsi coming after them. Quote, this is the lead author. I consider this a definitive red flag of warning, says blah, blah, blah. It's not the first. It will not be the last. We've seen warnings for the past 13 years about mothers using diet sodas during pregnancy. This study result warrants further discussion and consideration, another author said. Quote, the other key lead author. Our findings raise new questions about potential neurological impacts that need to be addressed. The study, which you can find on, on just Google it, it's on uh, PubMed. Daily early life exposures to diet soda and aspartame are associated with autism in males, a case-controlled study. Quote, our findings contribute to the growing literature raising concerns about potential offspring harm from internal diet beverage and aspartame consumption during pregnancy, said the lead author. The effort focused on retrospective written estimates of diet drinks and aspartame consumed during pregnancy or breastfeeding by mothers of 235 children with autism spectrum disorders and 121 children with typical neurological development. The researchers found that boys diagnosed with autism disorder had more than triple odds of having been exposed daily to these products during pregnancy and breastfeeding when compared with the control group. Quote, autism prevalence among boys is almost quadruple that among girls. In a recent study estimated that approximately 1 in 23 U.S. boys age 8 years or older in 2020 have been diagnosed with autism spectrum. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because you think about in the 1970s, autism wasn't around. It's exceedingly rare. Now, some would say that this stat about 1 in, 3, 1 in 23 U.S. boys being diagnosed is because we have more awareness of what autism is. And back in the 70s, we really didn't have a, a name for it, a term for the, the symptoms of autism. Others would say that you've created a spectrum that is so broad that pretty much everybody will be classified as that. And therefore, it increases the numbers, which increases funding to autism nonprofit organizations. Quote, the lead author, 
This is a huge problem. I'm hoping that thousands of kids might be spared autism if their mothers heard the data, took it seriously, and not use these things during pregnancy and breastfeeding. My hope is that people will consider it a red flag or for, uh, a red flag of warning. It's not definitive, but there are many studies that have been already been published, and ours is just the latest. Lead author, this is part of a pattern in general. Neurodevelopmentally, boys are six to eight times more vulnerable to toxins, either from the environment like pesticides, which we talked about here, or to things inside the mother herself. If the mother has been through a very stressful event or, it, or a period of stress, or if the mother is overweight or obese, has gestational diabetes, sadly, it's the boys who get the biggest hit from this neurodevelopmentally. Boys are four times as likely to have autism. So whatever exposures their sisters are having, the sisters are only 25% as likely to develop the same problems. The study notes the prevalence of, quote, diagnosed autism spectrum disorder has dramatically risen in the United States during the past four years. Here's the stat. Soaring from fewer than 0.3 per thousand children before 1980, 0.3, three times, to 27.6 per thousand children in 2020. This increase can be attributed partly to changes in diagnostic definitions and guidelines we first mentioned. The first diet sodas began appearing on the U.S. market in the 1950s and early 60s. Coca-Cola introduced its diet soda tab in 1963, but that didn't have aspartame. That had saccharin, if I'm not mistaken. Aspartame was approved for use as a tabletop sweetener by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 1981. The FDA approved using the ingredient in diet sodas and other products in 1983. Quote, I would urge anyone considering becoming pregnant in the near future and anyone who is pregnant now and anyone who is nursing, if it's possible, to quit using these products and to take steps to protect their unborn child. Starting before conception would be ideal. That would be my deepest hope for these mothers is that they would hear this warning. So guys, pretty strong, pretty strong. Now, I would tell you, and I have a previous study or a previous episode, I should say, on aspartame here how the more aspartame or diet sodas you drink the more chance you're going to be overweight and i i don't know the metabolic reasons for this per se i will say that as much as sugar is bad for us especially the obesogen highly refined high fructose corn syrup which they now put in regular sodas at least there it hits a point where the body the body's sweet tooth is satisfied and the body's like i can't i can't eat handle any more sweets but with diet soda because it's not real sugar the body's sweet point is never satisfied. So what you look at is people who drink a lot of diet sodas for some reason also intake a lot of sugar. Uh, and maybe it's because they never hit the satiation point. I do know that also, if you look at the stats, so aside from being obese, there is a socioeconomic thing about aspartame. So you look at people as a whole who drink a lot of diet sodas. They tend to be overweight. They tend to be low socioeconomic stratum. So in other words, poor. They tend to be a lot of minorities who drink these things and, and so forth. So the, the study was clear as well that being overweight while pregnant is not good for your children. We have this idea that it's okay to gain 80 pounds. I got to let go. I got to feed for two. No, you should be gaining no more than 30 pounds. And most of that's in the last trimester. Being overweight is a lose-lose. It's a lose for the child. And it's a lose for the mother because it's going to be harder for the mother to lose that weight later on. And it's not good for her health. So we need to treat the body as a temple. And you would think, I don't know, especially with the advent of the internet, 
that if you ever got pregnant or your wife got pregnant or your girlfriend got pregnant, you would Google, I don't know, toxins, things to avoid when pregnant. I think a lot of people know, let's not eat tuna because of mercury, but they're okay with taking vaccines that have thimerosal in it, which is mercury. You might hear, oh, you got to take your folic acid. Yes, that's important. Do you ever hear about increasing your iodine because you're less likely to have the, the pygmy condition? Because your IQ of your child can be lower if you're not getting enough iodine. Those studies are out there. And yes, increase your organic food intake because the pesticides can have effect on the child neurodevelopmentally. So, I mean, we are exposed to so many toxins today. So many. The genetically modified food, almost all the corn and all the oils that we use in our fake foods have GMO. The pesticides spread in our produce, toxic, hormone disruptors, fluoride in the water, hormone disruptor, infertility causer, parabens and lotions, radiation from your phone. We talked about that in previous studies. University of Washington studies, just look those up. Affects sperm motility. And we're shocked that 50%, there's been a 50% reduction in sperm in the last 40 years. So when you're pregnant, Got to watch what you put in your mouth. I think there's a certain level of, of the whole foods type who know this. This is what I've talked about before, like how in the future you're going to have like War of the not War of the Worlds, I'm sorry, uh, The Time Machine, H.G. Wells, where if you ever read that novel, which came out about 120 years ago, you have two groups, the Eloys and the Morlocks. And the, the Morlocks live underground. The Eloys are kind of the human people. Or you kind of see it in the movie Elysium, the one with Matt Damon, where the rich people live in the sky as the regular humans are struggling on Earth. There's a group of people that know about this stuff that are woke. And I would say that you're one of them because I talk about these things here. These are what I call the whole foods types. So these are people that know the importance of eating clean food, the hashtag clean eating types. And they understand that prevention of disease is infinitely cheaper than treatment of the disease you're going to get. So there is a stratum, a small group of, of I wouldn't say too small, but you know, maybe 20% of the population who know about these things. But the large majority of the Americans don't, don't know these things, aren't aware of these things, don't care to learn about these things. Again, we all have the internet. You could spend forever on the Kardashians, but you're, when you're pregnant, you're not thinking about things to avoid when you're pregnant. And so the large majority of the population is unaware of these things, and they'll continue to be unaware. Look, you can Google this study, and I only find it on Texas newspaper sources because the study was out of Texas. This should be front page headline in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Will it be? No. It should be front in the nightly news on 5.30 Central Standard Time. Will it be? No. Why? Because big pharma, big business has such a hold on the news. Government has such a hold on the news. It's because of Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA was putting government CIA molds in newspaper companies like the New York Times and so forth. This goes back a long time. So maybe I'm wrong. Look it up. Let's see if the big newspapers in America or even USA Today, which has a third grade reading level, will cover this because this should be everywhere. Because we've always talked about autism, autism, autism. Is it the vaccines? Is it this? Is it, What's the problem? You talk to anybody who has an autistic child, of course they want to know these things. And I'm curious now that this, this, this study's out, are the lawsuits going to start from parents of autistic kids? 
I'm curious. We'll see. Like like we've talked about with Monsanto, who owns a who also owns Roundup, how all those lawsuits from people who got lymphoma, a type of cancer, because of using Roundup, we've seen those court cases go, and these people have been winning. So we'll see if Monsanto is going to get attacked again, because as far as I know, they own aspartame now. We shall see. But keep your ears out for this, guys. This is a big deal. And you're like, why am I not have kids? Or I'm old. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is an important thing to know. So if you know anybody who's of childbearing age and they get pregnant or they are pregnant, please tell them, don't drink diet sodas. Guys, please rate and review. Helps with the algorithm. Go to the Cinemarag, my movie podcast. Rate and review. Check this out. There's 200 episodes over there. All of you guys like movies, go check it out. There's a link in the episode notes for PayPal. There's a link in the episode notes for the Eclectical Gregorio website, which hosts hundreds of articles and recipes. But the best way to listen to all my four feeds is on Apple Spotify. Until next time, take care. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.